You're listening to the Melbourne Lights Church Midweek Extra. Well, hello, family and friends, and welcome to our brand new Radical Jesus series that we've been doing for the last two weeks. And I have a special, special guest with me today. I have got the most awesome Pat Steele. Woo! Cheer, cheer, cheer. Come on, give him a clap if you're not driving. Hey, <laughs> everyone. So great to be with you, Gabby. Yeah, it's such, a, it's such an honor and a privilege and so much fun to have you come and do this with us. So thank you for saying yes again <laughs> to blessing <laughs> us with, with all you've got to share. I know you, you live this out, uh, what we're going to talk about, you live out and you do really well. Well, let me just give a quick intro to those of you who don't know Pat um, at all. He's a, a friend of our, ours at Melbourne Lights Church. But um, Pat, you live in Sydney, is that right? Um, uh, I live in Shell Harbour, about about an hour and a half south of Sydney. Oh, oh so, okay. But to people who are not from Sydney, yeah. then... It's all Sydney. It's all Sydney. <laughs> I'm in Melbourne too. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? No, it sounds like a beautiful little part of, of the world there. When I've seen pictures, it's a pretty nice spot. Yeah, we are we are blessed where we are. We've got the beach just down the road. And wow. uh, it's, yeah, we are, we are truly blessed to be where we are in the world. That's for sure. Oh, so good. So good. Now, Pat, you have a beautiful wife and some children. I didn't know how many. Is it two, three? <laughs> two kids. I got a, a beautiful wife, Tamara, and I've got two kids, uh, 13 and 17, uh, Noah and Pepper. And uh, they are amazing and uh, they are radically on fire for Jesus as well. Oh, I love hearing that. Families on fire. We do it together. It's family on mission, isn't it? How cool is that? Absolutely. Beautiful. And you have a dog. I have a dog named Pedro. He's pretty cool as well. He popped in before, didn't he? (laughs) He did. (laughs) He might pop back later. We never know. (laughs) Um, So cool. And so, Pat, you you work as an evangelist full-time, don't you? And a disciple for Youth for Christ. And you've also um, pioneered a movement called Hope Movement and the creator of the Hope Cards that we often talk about at church on our podcasts, our live streams. We've bought them at church. We've given them out everywhere. Uh, We love them so much. And you're the creator of those. So... Wow, we just um, we just love what you're doing. Love what you're doing with Holy Spirit. So keep them coming. There's Christmas ones coming, which is exciting. And at the end, we'll work. We'll, we'll let everyone know where they can um, look those up if they want to order some or, or look into what more about what you do. Awesome. Sound good. Yeah. Cool. All right. Let's get into it. So in this season, we find ourselves in this. We've been finding, Pat, you know, just just this clear clarion call to be ruthless about making everything we say and do about Jesus. Uh, there's so many other voices, distractions, um, causes, and, and we just keep coming back to keep it about Jesus, eyes on Jesus, the King in the kingdom. And so as we go through this Radical Jesus series um, on Sundays, we're doing that, we're unpacking it um, at Melbourne Lights Church here. In the midweek extra, which this is what we're doing on our podcast, we're going to delve deeper into what what we've talked about and shared on the Sunday. And so um, here we're going to share stories and examples of what it actually really looks like. Um, to live like Jesus, to be as Jesus is in the world and and how we can apply it to our lives. So if you're not already, make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss any of them because they've been really awesome so far. And the idea behind this series, Radical Jesus, is that we want to become disciples that look like Jesus. It's all about him. We want to look like Jesus, act like Jesus, and then make disciples that do the same. And the Holy Spirit is bringing us back to the powerful simplicity of just beholding 
knowing and encountering Jesus. And it's in this place that we become transformed to be like him. Because the Bible says that, doesn't it? Um, you become what you behold. Yeah, so it's time so to become captivated and fascinated once again with Jesus. I'm going to say my little blurb that I say every time. Um, Radical Jesus, because that's what it's about. Let's get our eyes on him, hey? Radical Jesus, the table turner, the miracle worker, demon deliverer, food multiplier, the storm stopper. That's our Jesus. He walked on water, healed the sick, ate with sinners, stopped for the one and stopped for the crowds. That's our Jesus. Demons and the religious were confronted by him. The broken, shamed and outcast and lost were found and restored by him. That's our Jesus. He was the son of man and the son of God. And you know, everything he did is an invitation and permission for us to walk in. Jesus even says that we do greater than he in John 14, 12. That's just mind blowing. So let's behold him so that we become like him and then do what he did. And the more that he's invited us into sound good. What an invitation. Yay. Wow. Oh. wow. <laughs> How am I supposed to follow that introduction? Like... Oh, look, you're living it. It's awesome. That's so cool. But nothing, I mean, Jesus, you just get lost, don't you, in, in the wonder of who he is, the magnitude and the beauty of Jesus. Mm. Wow, wow. Well, you know, um, Pat, on Sunday, David and a young guy, Ethan, um, they spoke about radical Jesus, that Jesus came to seek and save the lost. That was the theme. So we're following different areas of what Jesus came to do and how we get to do that. And the theme was, he came to seek and save the lost. He said that of himself. And um, it was actually really beautiful because um, David's my husband and Ethan's a young guy that is in our discipleship group. And he's just- I love Ethan. Oh, I, I absolutely one. love Ethan. He's His testimonies. Yes. We've actually got a young guy called Ethan in our church. He's yeah. one of our interns and he just loves Jesus. Like he just oozes <laughs> Jesus. And then you've got an Ethan and he's like, wow, his testimonies when he said, this is who we are. I'm just like, oh, this is who we are. I love that so much. So shout out to Ethan. You're awesome, bro. Uh, Love you heaps. And I just loving all those testimonies. Just I'll, I'll put that out there. Like you guys are inspiring and encouraging me so much with all these, uh, testimonies on the facebook page i think i got a um i got a badge i think i'm your biggest fan i think i'm i think i'm your biggest fan on facebook so it's a badge of honor that's so nice yeah it's so great it's so great and more and more are coming through i mean we had three salvations um just people up the street last week and it's just super exciting and then lots of people sharing and praying for people and giving out hope cards. you know so much happening and it was really amazing like to have david and ethan together because it was it just spoke to me of the generations like that this is not just for one generation this is for all of us to be doing and it doesn't matter you're never too old you're never too young and together uh we can go and just you know be like jesus and spread jesus everywhere and and release the kingdom in our everywhere so it was actually a really fun one and if you you want to have a laugh they made they just um demystified the whole evangelism and getting out and they talked about mullets and what's your mullet that was the because they both have a bit of a mullet happening so i have a bit of a mullet happening right now as well ethan's got a glorious one at the moment he just shakes it and it's like (laughs) a glorious mullet (laughs) they can be glorious um so it was actually a really super fun but powerful session that they did and I it was just yeah really good really good and you know they just shared about you know the heart being driven by love um being just like Jesus to go and pursue the lost to go after the lost and just really stirred everyone I think to get 
keep going on mission or get back into mission if you're not on mission and live on mission. And I know, Pat, this is something I'm going to hand over to you because I've talked a lot already, but this is something you carry really, really well and you live out. You don't just carry it, you live it. Like you live it. I know um, I've seen videos, I've spoken to you, I've gotten to know you a bit, and it's just continuous daily. It's just your life. And I know it's a life message that, that um, yeah, like I said, you, you live out. And for those who don't know you, can you tell us just a, a little bit, um, even a condensed, because I know it's an amazing story, but a, a bit about your story, um, your encounter with Jesus, because I know that kind of was almost the thing that then how could you not go and tell others because of what Jesus did for you and the radical love that he encountered you with? I know that just that just thrust you out. Like you were just, that's it. I've got to, I've got to give my life to this. Um, can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. It changed everything. And so um, like my testimony in a nutshell, um, broken kid, uh, addicted to drugs at a very young age, uh, at the age of 17, got really sick. Uh, my lungs um, were, uh, or my right lung in particular, was destroyed. Uh, had to have um, the majority of my right lung removed at 17 years old. You'd think I would have stopped smoking drugs after that, but kept on, kept on going at it. By the time I was 20, I was addicted to ice. Uh, lost my job, lost my flat, lost everything. Ended up on the streets, back in hospital. Uh, they told me I was going to die. Um, I was throwing up blood, black stuff, and my other lung was completely destroyed. Um, they couldn't do anything for me, put me back out on the street. I didn't have anywhere to go, no one to, to turn to, and no hope. And so that night I tried to take my own life and miraculously didn't die at the time. It didn't feel like it. I felt like I couldn't even get that right. Um, and so I tried again and again three times in one week. And after that third time, uh, a girl told me, uh, that Jesus loves me and I screamed at her. I was like, get away from me. I don't want to hear about God. I don't believe in God. She invited me to church and I said, if I walk into a church, I'll catch on fire. I like screamed that at her pretty much. It was, it was, um, I was so angry. Yeah. And, uh, and so she left and I was left there wondering, why would I catch on fire if I walk into a church? Why am I afraid of a God that I don't believe in? And in that moment it clicked. God is real. And if God is real and he really loves me then maybe he can help me so that night i walked into the church and just encountered the presence and the power of god immediately uh, and the pastor was preaching about the prodigal son and so i'm hearing this story about the prodigal son and god starts speaking to my heart saying you're my son you're my son i love you and i want you to come home and i'm going how could i possibly come home i've done this i've done this i've done this i've done all these horrible things. How could I possibly come, come home? Uh, no one needed to tell me that I was a filthy, rotten sinner. I knew that I'd fallen short yeah. of the glory of God, of, of a relationship with, with God. And, uh, and in that moment, I heard the words, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And so I ran to the front and with tears flowing down my face. I didn't wait for an altar call or anything like yeah. that. I just ran to the front, gave my life to Jesus that night, the beautiful exchange that he who knew no sin became sin so that I might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And I was I was radically saved and completely transformed. I was set free from drug addiction that night. My lungs were completely healed. Come on. And I was given yeah. a brand new life, a brand new brand new creation in Christ Jesus. That was 19 years ago. And I've just been uh, just 
you know, that night I experienced what I would describe as radical love and radical forgiveness. Mm. Um, A kind of love that doesn't make sense to the world, a a kind of forgiveness that doesn't make sense to the world. But in that moment, you know, I, I was... I was unloving and I would say unlovable even to myself. I couldn't even love myself. Uh, but in that moment when I encountered the love of, of Jesus, I was able to love, like truly love. And uh, I was able to um, to love myself and to love others. And I was also, uh, when I experienced the forgiveness of God, I was able to forgive myself and to forgive others because I had all this anger and, and hatred built up inside of me. Uh, but in that moment when I experienced his forgiveness, I was able to forgive others. And um, I, I would say like, you know, being set free from addiction and, um, you know, being healed is awesome. Um, but salvation, you know, yeah. freedom, freedom from sin, freedom from, from guilt and, and shame and, and condemnation, receiving eternal love. Uh, eternal life but that love and forgiveness you know um that that radical love and and forgiveness you know it it, it's and that's what that's that's what we're going to talk about is is you know radical jesus and and i don't think that i can think about radical jesus without really thinking about the radical love and and the radical forgiveness of Jesus because we can talk about signs wonders and miracles and yep. you know the the these kind of things that are like wow um you know I've seen I've seen radical miracles I've seen blind eyes open I've seen deaf hear I've seen all sorts of you know my yeah. Christianity my my Christian walk started with yes. with with the miraculous power yeah. of God but man if you can get a revelation of the love of God and 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 the power of forgiveness, that is um, that is radical. That, that is, is that is truly radical. So that's where my my journey began. Yeah. And 19 years on, I'm I'm still on fire for the Lord. There's no honeymoon period. It's like yeah. I am married to Jesus. <laughs> and you uh, should. I think we should get more and more and more. I want to be the crazy. Just people that look at me, you know, and say, who is that old, wild, wacky old woman? I want to be so radical and on fire to the last bit of breath leaves me, you know. You're like, we don't settle down. Don't yeah. settle. Don't settle down. It increases. It yeah. only increases. It doesn't It doesn't decrease. It no. doesn't decrease no. at all. And we go from glory to glory to yeah. glory, you know. Yeah. We, don't, yeah. we, don't go, we don't go backwards in our Christian walk. We... we uh, <laughs> We go from glory to glory to glory. It's increase, 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 never decrease. So good. I love your story. And just that whole thing about the radical um, love of God, just that radical love, the price that Jesus paid. I mean, that's pretty radical. That's a radical cost, but it was radical love and that radical forgiveness. And, and you know, we get all sorts of people listening. And I just really felt that, you know, there may be someone, at least one person that might listen to this at some point and, and really you're in a place where you feel like that prodigal, where you feel like you just 
you just uh, don't have that 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 radical you haven't encountered radical love or forgiveness um you're not able even to forgive yourself and, and exactly what you've experienced pat um is just as pat was sharing it, i felt god say that's an invitation if that's you listening that's an invitation for you to step into that and encounter his radical love encounter his radical forgiveness it is for you as well it's not just for some people and not for others he sees you and he's that beautiful father that's waiting isn't he with arms like looking for his son that was lost and waiting to embrace and bring you back in so so yeah i just wanted i just really felt like i needed to share that but, but, but just take it take it because it is for you he wants to encounter you with love today uh Absolutely. so beautiful wow what 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 a god we serve wow it just doesn't get better than jesus oh my gosh um so on Sunday, uh, they um, one of the scriptures that the guys shared was um, they spoke about Luke 19, which is the story of Zacchaeus. And uh, most of us know, but for those who don't, I'll just summarize. He was a wealthy tax collector. He not liked at all because <laughs> he'd done the wrong thing by many people. Uh, but he climbs a tree because he hears that Jesus is coming into town. He wants to see him. And there's so many people around. Climbs this tree to have a look at Jesus. And Jesus, you know, stops by. He, he, he was... Uh, interrupted like he was he was ready to be interrupted I love that about Jesus he always stopped for the one he stopped even on his way to places he stopped for the one he stopped for Zacchaeus and he looks at him and he says to come down and I want to come and eat with you at your house and you know it's there that Zacchaeus is radically kind of saved like he's encountered by Jesus um, but the people are grumbling you know they go and eat together and of course people start grumbling and saying Jesus is eating with the sinners um, and it's here that Jesus says in verse 10 that he came to seek and save the lost that's where we get that that out of it and come for those who are well, but to come to seek and save the lost. And I mean, this, this Zacchaeus transformation was um, just like you, Pat, you know, uh, like any of us, really, it's radical to come out of darkness into light, regardless of what you've done, whether you've done drugs or not, like it's a radical thing to be saved, to be brought out of darkness into light. And that's what's happened to all of us. And that happened with Zacchaeus as well. Um, Jesus came to seek and save the lost. Why is this so important to Jesus? Like, why did he say, this is my mission? Yeah, well, this is this is the thing. Like, um, he didn't didn't come to save the saved, did he? <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, my my friend Joel Ramsey, I was just reminded of a, a something that he shared on uh, on social media the other day. He did a post, and it said, "May the Church of Jesus Christ never become so safe that no one gets set free." Come on, preach it. That's you know. Wow, it's kind of scary. Jesus came to save the lost. Mm -hmm. Um, I I love, I love that. I love, I I just love Jesus, but I love everything about him. Um, and he and he really demonstrated an upside down kingdom. Like he he really messed with, with the paradigm. He messed with with the religious paradigm of the time. He demonstrated an upside down kingdom of, of, of radical love, of um, radical love in the face of hate and radical forgiveness in, in the face of persecution, uh, radical generosity in a world that is like, take, 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 take. Uh, he gave, yeah. you know, he's, he's defined by, by giving that yeah. God so loved the world that he gave. Yeah. And um, and so you see this this upside down kingdom demonstrated uh, by Jesus, um, 
you know a, a kingdom where the 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 last are first and um the um you know the humble are crowned with victory and, and the poor are rich yeah. you know it's like yeah. what do you mean that the poor are rich and it's like the poor are rich <laughs> you know a kingdom where um you know it's it's impossible for a, a camel to uh to enter through the you know it's easier easier um yeah. or sorry more more difficult for a rich man to enter the kingdom of god than a than a camel through the eye of the needle and it's like what what on earth yeah. what on earth are you talking yeah. about anybody who thinks that the bible is boring like let me just show this like anybody who, who thinks that the bible is boring like i think that you're reading a different book to me because i'm reading a book that's got giants and and camels coming through the eye of needles and yeah, like yeah, yeah. blind eyes opening and deaf ears opening and people being raised from the dead like it's the wild. bible is just like the most wild book oh, ever wild. that's probably why it's the most bought book in yeah. in the history of Absolutely. of um but you know you've got this this you know um the the camel um through the eye of a needle thing we we know that um what he's talking about is is the gate like the small gate and and so if if the uh, traders came at night time they'd have to go through this small gate and basically have to like take everything off um the camel um and then the camel would have to go through this small gate on its knees and so it was really really hard for the camel to get through the the gate and all the baggage all the stuff had to had to come off and um you know jesus says these things that are like they 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 mess with you know it's like sell everything that you have and and come and follow me um it's like what sell everything that i have and come and 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 follow you that it's that it's uh, more difficult for a rich man to to enter heaven than uh, or the kingdom than for for a camel to go through the eye of a needle like he, he challenged um things you know but this you know, I always think like, you know, salvation is a free gift by grace through faith in Christ Jesus. Like, so salvation is a free gift, but it will cost you everything. Yeah, come on. It costs you everything that you have. But when you realize that everything that you have is of zero eternal value, you will lay it all down again, again, and again, and again, and again to take up your cross and follow Jesus, to sell everything that you have and buy the field receive that pearl of great prize you know that the the parables of jesus and so that zacchaeus story like i love the fact that he climbed a tree i yes. just think like like you had me you had me that he climbed it and he climbed a tree like um but it it did like this story like all of these these stories um you know jesus came and messed with the the religious paradigm of the time he he ate with he ate with the sinners he made friends with the sinners but he cast out demons yeah you know what i mean that's right but like i i find sometimes and i was really challenged another friend of mine bianca she she shared something um i was listening to to a word of hers this morning and she said i i'm not here i'm not here to make friends with with demons i'm i'm here to send them back to where they came from but i think sometimes you know jesus he was like 
made friends with sinners but cast out demons but often i think that we can we and and this was was true at the time of jesus but it's true now i think that religion would push away the sinner mm. But make friends with demons when really what we're meant to do is is make friends with the sinners and and cast out demons you know fear is a big one right now fear is rampant in the world right now and fear is a demon yeah and are we meant to like compromise Mm -hmm. our calling to accommodate for fear yeah yeah um or are we meant to hold the line and go no this is who we are and cast out the the demon of fear if somebody's struggling with fear do we compromise who we are and what we're called to do to make them feel comfortable Mm. or are we called to cast out the demon and um so that's that's what i see in jesus is that he just didn't compromise hey it's like he knew that people were going to get offended if he hung out with 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 tax collectors um but he that was his mission mm. that was his mission and i think it's a good reminder to us of like what is our mission like because exactly. i could just go and hang out with my christian friends all the time yes <laughs> yep. and we'd have fun you know like i love to worship we could just yeah. we could just like worship you know what like i love to worship i just love to worship jesus yeah. Yeah. I, I shared something the other day that it's like breathing like Prayer and worship is like breathing. It's yeah. like <laughs> it's like yeah. if I if I wasn't praying and worshiping, or if I had to wait for the next prayer meeting or, or worship gathering, I would suffocate. Like <laughs> yeah. I would suffocate. Um, so I love to, to pray and worship, but I yeah. tell you what, when I get in the presence of the Lord, yeah. when I spend time with Him in His presence in worship, it it marks me like all I can it always whenever I've had like an amazing time of prayer or worship it always ends up with me out on the street telling people about Jesus because how can we encounter him in that way how can we know him and not want to make him known it's like I need to tell everyone like the woman at the well it's like I need to tell everyone (laughs) like the demoniac I need to tell everyone It's, um, it's the natural overflow of encountering him, encountering Holy Spirit, even with the upper room, wasn't it? Where Pentecost happened and the Spirit came, the Holy Spirit came suddenly, and it was such a power encounter. And the first thing that they did was they, they went out on the streets, and you know, people were radically saved, thousands. So it's it's an overflow. It's out of the how can you not? That's what you're saying, and I, I totally agree. How can we not? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I think for Jesus, like. Imagine if he just, and he, and he obviously like modeled what relationship with the father is like, and he, he spent a lot of time um, with God. But imagine if he'd just come and spent all of his time in the temple. Yes, yeah. Imagine if Jesus just came and spent all of his time in the in the temple. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah. Mm. We, we're, we're meant to go. He said, he said, like he lived a life of mission and then he's, He's given us the, yep. the great co-mission exactly. uh, that, that we would live a life on mission as well. Yeah, and it's the most exciting mission 
ever. <laughs> it's exciting. It's amazing. It costs you everything, like you said, but it's so worth it. And he's worthy of it. I mean, he paid with his life. So why wouldn't we? I mean, we're not our own anymore. And it, it honestly is the, it's the times that I feel most alive are the same as you, like when I'm in the glory and I love it when you're with people of like heart and mind and Holy Spirit comes in power. And then when I'm in the dirt on the streets or, you know, with the homeless, with the sharing Jesus, I mean, they're the, both times I feel like this is what I'm here for. Oh, yes, this is what I'm alive for. And I love it. I, I actually, yeah, I mean, it's amazing. There's nothing like partnering with Holy Spirit and getting out there. Absolutely. Uh, I'll say this one more thing yeah, yeah, on, on that, that, and I think it's relevant to the time that we're living in right now. Mm. Um, and, and it's definitely a takeaway that I get from, from that story is that faith or living by faith looks reckless and rebellious to those under the influence of fear. Wow. Say that again. That's powerful. Faith looks reckless and rebellious to those living under the influence of fear. Wow. And, you know, that's the reaction, the reaction that the, the religious people had um, when Jesus had dinner with Zacchaeus. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, the, and the reaction that sometimes we get, like I look at um, Sean Foyt, you know, mm. amazing stuff that he's doing over in, in America. But the reaction often from, from, from Christians, from his brothers and sisters is, is like a reaction of, similar to the kind of reaction that that the religious people of the time had towards um had towards jesus and um yeah i think it's it's really good to be aware of that and not all of us are called to yeah you know god can call two different people to do two totally different things and not and not contradict his nature and character like he can he can call you to go left and call me to go right Yeah. And, you know, I can go, yes, Gabby, God's called to called you to go left. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. And I'm going to go right because yep. God's called me to go right. Yep. And he can he can call us to to, you know, within within reason, obviously, like. Um, um, but God can can call yep. two different things. So, like, if God's calling somebody like Sean Foyt to go and do what He's doing, that's awesome. Let's let's cheer him on. And if God's yep. calling yep. us to do something else, yep. but I find um, that tall poppy syndrome kind of thing almost in in church culture of like, oh, God's God's not calling me to do that, so He couldn't possibly be calling somebody else to do that. Um, Which is crazy. But you know, I look <laughs> at crazy. a guy like Sean, and I'm like man, this is like, this is the kind of stuff that Jesus would be doing, I reckon, you know, like, yeah, um, yeah. but that's not to say that he wouldn't also be doing other things, you know? Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, and that's um, right. It's keeping it about, um, if we, our eyes are on the king and the kingdom, the largest of the kingdom, then we're not going to uh, be caught up in this petty little things that then divide and distract and destroy one another like we're, we're all part of the kingdom and it's all for the king so um exactly what you're saying let's champion one another let's um spur one another on let's cheer for one another let's be the defender of one another there's enough out there that comes against you know the body of christ the bride um without the body joining in and you know yes. let's, let's defend one another let's honor one another yes there's differences and i love um bill johnson says 
Um, we can honor people for, for who they are without stumbling over who they're not. And so sometimes, yeah, it may not look what like what God's called you to. Sometimes, yes, they people make bad choices even, but yet let's honor the anointing of God and let's leave that to God and let's honor people for who they are and let's let God worry about the rest. And um, I, I think God is shifting things in that sense and really breaking some of that stuff off because it's, it's yeah, it's been a, a problem. <laughs> it's not <laughs> been pretty. And, uh, and we've been contending for unity and just contending for that, you know, the arm in arm, I'm going to champion you, even if um, you look different, it doesn't matter because it's not about me. It's about Jesus and it's about the kingdom and the kingdom mm. advancing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a good word, Pat. Thank you for sharing that. It's really powerful and really needed in this time. Uh, look, I know we're running out of time. I'm going to skip down to just, um, you know, Jesus talks about leaving the 99 to go after the one. And I know you've got plenty of stories. Can you give us a quick story? Because I did promise we'd have um, stories and I, I would be great for people to hear a, a, a personal story uh, of you leaving, um, as Jesus did, leaving the 99, leaving the, and running after that one that you know. Oh. And I've seen videos of you doing this. Uh, I know you do it all the time. You've probably got fresh ones. Anything that jumps out? Yeah, I'll, I'll share this, this story. Um, it's always hard to, to go like, which, which story do I, which story do I share? But I've got two stories. Um, one was, I was, I was doing some work at a, um, we have like a homeless thing on Friday nights. Um, and, um, so we're doing, doing meals and things for, for the homeless. And, um, it's, it's really, really beautiful, but I just felt like Holy Spirit prompted me to, um, to, to leave the, 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 um, the place where we were doing meals for the homeless and walk across the road to the petrol station. I wasn't, um, <laughs> and I think I've shared other petrol station stories with you guys. Yeah. I've got a lot of petrol station stories oh, I love it. and That's I'm like, great. God, why do I have so many petrol station stories? And he's like, because you always go to the petrol station <laughs> and you just share Jesus with people everywhere you go. So like, if you're always going to the petrol station, then you're going to end up with a whole heap of Petrol station stories. Love we it. should all have petrol station testimonies. Yes. <laughs> but this one was unusual. I wasn't meant to be at the petrol station. I was meant to be at the homeless shelter. Yes. But God prompted me to walk across the road to the petrol station. And as I got there, I um I saw a guy filling up his car and I just went, um, well, I felt prompted not even to go and talk to him, but actually just to go in and pay for his petrol. Yeah, yeah. So I just um, I just walked into the petrol station, and uh, I paid for this guy's petrol. And then I walked out, and and I just wandered up to him and said, "Hey, mate, I just wanted to let you know that that Jesus loves you, and I've paid for your petrol. Uh, your, your your petrol's been paid for." And he just started bawling his eyes out, wow. Wow. and he goes, "You know what he said? He said." I wasn't going to pay for the petrol. He was going to do a runner. Whoa. So he, he'd been driving home um, and he went to the, he's addicted to gambling yeah. and he was driving home uh, through the steelworks in, in Port Kembla and there's a pub there and he just got tempted to go into this pub and he blew all of his money on the pokies. He'd been drinking, uh, but he got back in his car and his tank was empty. Uh, he knew he didn't have the money to pay for the petrol. 
uh, but he went to the petrol station anyway, and he was going to do a runner. Uh, and he probably wouldn't have got very far, you know, he probably would have ended yeah. up getting arrested. Uh, but God wow. prompted me to mm. walk across the road and then prompted me to pay for his petrol. That's and this incredible. man repented like in tears and he was just the goodness of God like it wasn't like nobody like went you know nobody needed to tell him that that he just like me nobody needed to tell him that he'd fallen short nobody needed to to tell him what he'd done wrong wow he knew that the goodness of God the goodness of God led him to repentance and and as I stood there I was I was I was um um, praying for him and he just began to pray in his own words to, wow. to give his life to Jesus I've Come witnessed on. this on a number of occasions where where somebody's just begin to pray a, a prayer on their own to, to surrender their life to Jesus and it was just so authentic and this this is probably I reckon maybe four years ago and I still know this guy now he still goes to our church Amazing. Um, and um, just a radical 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 testimony of of the goodness of god um to leave the 99 and find the one and i just wanted to touch on this other thing i um there was one night i was actually driving home through the steelworks a similar kind of area yeah and i looked to the side it's like six lanes it's three lanes on either side and i was driving south and i looked over to the right it was about sunset and there was this clump on the road and I was like, oh, what's that? And then about two meters behind that clump was a bicycle just standing up, a bicycle just standing up upright on the road. And I'm like, what's what's the go with that? It's very unusual like um, to just see a bicycle standing up in the middle of the road with no one on it. Like what happened to the rider? And then I realized that this clump is a man. Oh, no. on the road and I look about a hundred meters up the road and there's a truck headed straight towards this Ooh. guy and so I pulled over on the left hand side of the road um, and I, I didn't even turn the car off I found yeah. out later I just I, I didn't even think about this Gabby I just parked the car and ran across the the three three southbound lanes and jumped out in front of this truck on the other side of the road and just yelled stop put my hand like this and this truck stopped like right here and the truck driver is crazy mad like wow what are you doing and i and then i move and he sees the man lying behind me on the road and he gets out he's like throwing up and like oh just God. just in shock of what had happened yeah. um and so i i call the um emergency services and i was sort of like I, I couldn't think of what the in the panic of it all i couldn't think of the name of the road that i was on or anything like that yeah. and i get to this guy and and i um i roll him over and his his face is completely gone um and the the bicycle what had happened was he, he's been riding his bike and the the front wheel of the bicycle has gone down the expansion gap on the bridge. So there's like these gaps on bridges which allow the allow the, the bridge to expand and contract and his his the, the wheel of his bicycles 
gone down this crack and he's been thrown off and um, landed on his face. And for all I could tell, this guy was dead. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm on the phone to the the emergency services and they're like, can you get a pulse? Uh, Can you tell if he's breathing? And I'm like, he doesn't even have a face. And all I could do was just pray in tongues. Yeah. I'm just praying. (laughs) I'm like, this is like, I'm on the phone to emergency services and I'm just English tongues. Just praying in tongues, like, and um, the police got there and, and they're like, oh, like, because they thought that he must have been hit by somebody, but they saw that the bike was like yeah. it was. And they said that if, if I hadn't have done what I did, he that did. truck driver, he would have he would have got blamed for it probably because mm-hmm. he would have hit him and then he would have got the blame. Wow. And um, so when the police got there, they thought that he was dead. Um and we just pr- like just kept on praying in tongues and declaring life and life abundantly over him. And then when the ambulance got there and they uh, got him on the stretcher, they found a pulse and he was oh, alive. Wow. And this man, um, you know, ended up um, being taken to hospital. He didn't want to know me. Um, I tried to connect with him afterwards yeah. through the police and didn't want to um, didn't want to connect with me, unfortunately. But I'm like. I often think about that story and I don't, I don't, I think this is probably the first time I've actually ever really shared it, um, in this kind of way. Um, but I think about like, like me running across the road and jumping out in front of the truck like that was probably reckless. Yes. Yeah. But it's this reckless love, you know, like Jesus, like God. Um, yeah, Romans 5, 8 says that, that God demonstrates his love for us, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's right. Like that's how he demonstrates love is by dying on the cross for us. And God is love. Um, Jesus is the word become flesh. So, so, so God is love and then he takes on flesh becomes a man and so jesus is fully god fully man jesus is love personified um but he's also the word personified he's he's the way the truth and the life he's he's truth personified and i just have this this kind of thing stirring in me that you know Real love does not compromise. Yes. Real yeah. love does not compromise. I, I feel like God is calling us into this 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 uncompromising love. Yeah. Um, that the world would say that that to love somebody you need to to compromise. Uh, just. Um, I, yeah. I I don't think that no. that's true. I don't yeah. believe that oh, that's no. true. I've I've looked through the word and I can't find a situation where Jesus compromised who he was as the word. Yes. Because he is the word. So he never compromised the word. He never compromised truth. He never compromised who he was to Mm -hmm. show love or so that people would love him. And he offended people continually. He offended people in the story of of Zacchaeus, he offended people to the point where they crucified him. And then 
in this in this demonstration of radical love and forgiveness he says when he's hanging on the cross with nails through his hands and feet and a crown of thorns on his head he says father forgive them they know not what they do wow wow and i'm and i'm convinced that i'm i'm convinced i am i'm convinced yeah come on that it is possible for us to love without compromising so it's possible for us to love without compromising who we are and what we believe and that love that requires compromised that love that requires compromise is a compromised love and not truly love at all. Yeah. Because we're we're called to speak the truth in love. Yeah. And Jesus demonstrated what that looks like by dying for us on the cross. Um, And it says, as he is, so are we in this world. And... I think often we try to mm. act in a way that won't offend people. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. you know, to to find a way to, to reach people um, that won't offend people. And it's just not Jesus. Mm. That's right. It's just not the way that he lived his life. And I don't believe that it's the way that we're called to live our lives either. Yeah. Um, I believe that we're called to live a life of uncompromising love, mm. um, a, a love that doesn't compromise truth. Yes. And yeah. that we're called to speak the truth in love. And that's radical. And, and it's, totally. you know, it's yeah. going to rub people up the wrong way in the same way that, that, you know, the things that Jesus did rub people up the wrong way. Mm. But I tell you what, when you walk in that, that kind of love that is uncompromising, um, and when we, when we live by conviction, Mm. we're going to see radical things and we're going to see the signs, wonders and miracles. I actually believe that, that, that living a life of, of uncompromising love is what's going to unlock signs, wonders and miracles, because I don't think that we're going to see the fullness of the fruits of the spirit and, and the signs, wonders and miracles that are promised. I don't think we're going to see the greater things that, that Jesus has yeah. promised that yeah. we're going to walk in unless we walk in uncompromising love, the fruits of the spirit, like, you know, yeah. What are what are those those fruits of the spirit? You know, uncompromising love, uncompromising peace, uncompromising Very joy. Good. Come on, you know these wow. things. Like you, you're not going to see the fullness of the the gifts of the spirit until we really truly walk in the the fullness of the fruits of the spirit. Yeah, 
that's such a good word, such a powerful word. And, and um, yeah, even, even just listening to that. And if you're listening and you're feeling really stirred, I mean, our first good place to start is say, it's just Holy Spirit help, help and forgive me for where I have compromised love. And, you know, um, he comes and he, he really does then empower us to do this because we can do it. If Jesus did it and the invitation is for us to step into it, then we, we can do it. He's, he's, set us up to do this uh, but it does start often with an awareness of hey I have comp I am living uh, with compromise I've compromised love I've compromised the gospel uh, and for whatever reason and all of us have done it to some degree and and we just repent you know we just come back to God's way and say I'm so sorry Holy Spirit I don't want to grieve you I want to walk in the more but that equals me not living a life of compromise anymore and I need to draw the line and I think we're at that stage. I mean, we've never been at, as I often say at the moment, he doesn't want us to play church. I don't want to play church. He doesn't, uh, we, he doesn't deserve that. And he's never wanted that. Uh, but I think there's such a wake up at the moment and a real stir to come back to, to holiness, a back to uncompromising, back to radical, back to looking like Jesus. And it takes some of these things and, and just being really honest with ourselves and letting the Holy Spirit shine his light on the areas that we need to repent of, adjust, bring back under, you know, the Holy Spirit back into alignment with the word of God. And um, it's not um, a works thing, but it is, it's just uh, repentance is good news. I mean, the word repent is a good word. It's a great word. And I, I love that it's the kindness of God. He brings us back to that place to, of repentance. It's the kindness of God. It's because he loves. And uh, yeah, I just, I love that. that just, it's just so powerful what you shared. Pat. I know we've run out of time. But um, I was wondering if you could pray for us and, and even just pray into that whole thing and um, just then release, you know, uh, just, just an impartation really to, for people to step up and, and some of what you have, I know, just to just we could go do it as well. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. And Lord. I just wanted to share this one scripture, uh, Ephesians 5, verses 1 and 2. Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love yeah. as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. A fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. And Lord, mm. I pray this. I pray that you would help us with that. <laughs> yes. I pray that you would help me with that, Lord. Yes, me too. I pray that you would help us to live a life free from compromise. Lord, I, I pray that you would help us live in uncompromising love. Yes, Lord. Lord, would you mark us with your love? Lord, that mm. love that, that you showed us by, by dying for us on the cross, that, that, that the world would deem reckless. Lord, would you mark us with the kind of love that would, would cause us to, to run across three lanes of traffic yes, to, to yes. save a man. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Boldness. Lord, that, that, that perfect love just casts out all fear. That, that it's not a question of, of oh, I'm not, not bold enough or mm. how do I get set free from fear? But it's just like when that love comes and marks us when you mark us with your love yeah. fear doesn't even get a look in wow thank you lord yes lord that you make us bold the righteous are as bold as lions yeah. lord mark us with a bold love 
a bold love that is not afraid to speak the truth. Lord, a, a bold love that will never compromise the word. Yes. In a world where we're looking at 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 uh, you know laws and things coming into to uh, our land that are in direct opposition with your word, Lord, I, I thank you that you would mark us with a love that is bold and that will not compromise yeah. your word. Thank you, Lord. I thank you that you are purifying your bride, Lord. Yes. That you're awakening your bride. Lord, I thank you that you're raising up a generation of righteous radicals who will walk in purity and in power. Yes. Who will walk in the fruits of the Holy Spirit and in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So good. Lord, I thank you that these are the glory days. Yeah. Lord, that these are the days that the the whole universe is is groaning as if in the in the pains of childbirth for the sons and daughters of God to be revealed in this hour, Lord. And I thank you for the the privilege and the honor to be alive for such a time as this, Lord. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And Lord, we just put our ear to your heart. We put our ear to your heart and we and we ask God to show us how we can partner with you in your plan. Yes. That your gospel, that the good news would be proclaimed to every person in this nation. Yes. And in the nations to the end of the earth, that, that your kingdom will come and your will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Woo, wow. Wow, thank you, Pat. That was just powerful, and I'm really, really stirred. And oh, I know everyone listening is going to feel just so, oh, just the stirring of Holy Spirit on those words that you've shared. And, and I felt that right before we began, that he was going to take whatever you brought and breathe on it, and it was going to feed people. I, I trust you've been fed. You've been fed um, this morning or this evening or this afternoon, whenever it is you're listening. But thank you so much, Pat. I really value you as a gift to us, uh, what you carry, the gift you walk in. Uh, thank you so much. It's been such a, an honour and, and so much fun. And I'm excited. I just want to get back out there and <laughs> go share Jesus with people, the love of God with people. Look, Pat, if anyone wants to know about more about Hope Movement, Youth for Christ, um, or, you know, order some hope cards. You've got Christmas edition ones. You said getting quick uh, because they are going and with post postal issues at the moment, get, you need to get in really quick. Where can they go to find all, all of that? Yeah, so um, on social media, on, on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube, we're at Hope Movement Global. Um, we've got a few websites, but the best one is probably hopemovementglobal.com and from there you can find the links to Hope Story Challenge, to Discover Hope, to the Hope Store which is where you can get the Hope cards. We've just uh, brought out the Christmas cards uh, which is really exciting and, and like you mentioned we're trying to get them all out now because we're, yeah. we're mindful of, of, uh, the, of, of delays with postage yeah. uh, so we're just trying to get them all out now so that people can have them in time for Christmas. Uh, but yeah, 
hopemovementglobal.com is the place to go and from there you'll find uh find all the links to the different different websites that we have uh there's lots of different stuff going on and i'll say this join the hope movement group on facebook if you're on facebook join the hope movement group um because what we're really trying to do is establish a community um that it's you know it's it's more than a ministry it's it's a movement um and so what we want to do is really build a community and and a big part of that has been kind of trying to cultivate this this community on facebook with the with the group and so it's a great place that you can share testimonies i know gabby you've shared some testimonies (laughs) in there and i just love it i really want to see that grow and develop more testimonies and you know we 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 encourage each other we inspire each other iron sharpens iron and everything that we've done has been collaborative every idea that we've we've been uh we've we've put out there so far you know the the hope story challenge the hope cards and things it's all been a collaboration there's some new projects that we're working on we're working on a book at the moment um and that's another collaboration um which which i'd love you guys to be a part of um but i think that the facebook group if there's one thing that i would say to do is like if you're on facebook join the facebook group and and be a part of that community because uh, we want to hear your ideas and things as well. It's it's not like um, a Pat Steele thing. It's an it's an us thing. Like um, let's let's um, let's share hope together. And um, yes, do it. Love it so much. Love it. Yeah, go ahead and do that. Uh, you won't regret it. There's so much there and so many tools as well. Helpful tools to to help equip you to get out and do this and and live like Jesus. Uh, thank you again, Pat. Um, for everyone listening, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of our podcasts. And you can also follow us at Melbourne Lights Church on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Well, thanks, Pat. Have an amazing day. And everyone else, bless you, bless you, bless you. And have an amazing um, day, night, afternoon, whenever it is. And, and just be so filled. Just behold Jesus, love Jesus, and then go be like Jesus. Bless you guys. Till next time. See you later. We hope you've enjoyed this week's message. If you have any questions or would like more information, please contact us at melbournelightschurch.com.au.